This is Ryan Stegman, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. This week's episode of An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Sequential, the brand new Canadian independent comic book magazine. Sequential is not only sponsoring An Elegant Weapon this week, but they are sponsoring our sister show on Never Sleeps Network, Speech Bubble. And I'm going to let our very good friend, Mr. Aaron Broverman, tell you all about Sequential, the Canadian independent comic book magazine. Mr. Broverman? For those of you in the comic book scene in Canada, you know Sequential was founded by Saul Good Sam. Well, he's teamed up with editor Brendan Montgomery of the Canadian Comic Books Wiki to bring you this new digital magazine, Sequential Digital Magazine. It's a free quarterly magazine bringing you closer to the amazing Canadian talent who make their own comics in Canada with reviews, interviews, articles. There's something for everyone. In the opening issue, they've got an interview with Credible Threat Press, one of the best independent publishers on the scene. Find their debut issue now at sequentialmagazine.ca and follow Can Comics Wiki, that's C-A-N-C-O-M-I-C-S Wiki, on Twitter and Instagram, and check out the new Sequential Digital Magazine, edited by Brendan Montgomery, founder of the Canadian Independent Comic Book Wiki. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 334. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi Jay, and as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. This week on the show, I adventure at Astronomicon 2, 2019. What a crazy-ass show. Astronomicon is an event unlike any other I've ever attended. Madrox and Monoxide. They are twisted. They are a horrorcore rap duo out of Detroit, Michigan, and they decided to put on a Comic-Con. It's part Comic-Con, part Horror-Con, part pop culture event, part live show, part karaoke party, part a whole bunch of other stuff. I, I cannot believe what a good time I had. I have never been one for juggalo culture, not for or against. It uh, just wasn't my bag, baby. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Um, so I wasn't sure what to expect. Uh, when I met the guys two years ago at New York Comic Con, we did a little uh, conversation at the Source Point press booth about their release, the comic book Haunted Hions, written by our good friend Mr. Dirk Manning. Um, and we got to know them a little. They invited me out to the show last year. I was unable to attend, but this year I made sure to go. In fact, it was even my birthday. And uh, one hell of a party to have my birthday celebration on. So, uh, we had some fun. We made some pod. This is going to be part one of our Astronomicon adventure. We're going to have conversations with the lovely Miss Casey Pierce, the writer of Nora, Pieces of Madness, and the upcoming Cirrus. Uh, who else are we going to talk to? Oh, yes, returning to an elegant weapon, our very good friend, the merciless one, Mr. Ming Chen. He tells us all about his podcast studio endeavor, A Shared Universe. Uh, that's a fun little chat. It's always good to have Ming back on the show. So after that, we bring to you a conversation with Mr. Chris Brown. Chris Brown is the owner of Comics and More, uh, an LCS in the Michigan area. He is also the co-host of the BAM show. Uh, you can check that out Sunday nights on Facebook with his lovely Costas. Uh, Costas? Costas. Did I just invent a term? I'm going to coin that. With his Costas, Miss Rachel Rutherford. You should all check out the BAM show. These two are lovely to watch and listen to. Um, yeah, so again, uh, I didn't know what to expect from Juggalo Culture, but I can tell you that I have never been to uh, another event featuring more courteous, kind, welcoming, warm, and wonderful people as I have this show. From the staff to the attendees to the guests, it was a giant 
positive party of love and good times. Uh, I can't believe how cool it was, and I cannot wait to attend next year. Uh, we're going to have another part coming at you next week. It's going to feature in a few more conversations from AstronomCon. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, also, exciting things happening. Toronto Comic Con, March 15th, 16th, and 17th. The Metro Toronto Convention Center. Source Point Press will be there, and I will be attending there with them to spread all the Source Point love. Come on over, get your copies of Ogre. Come on over, get your copies of The Rejected. Very soon, The Rejected 2. Previews. Source Point has like nine or ten books in previews this month. It's absolutely crazy. Taking over the world, the entire world. Uh, Source Point Press. Uh, so get on that. Uh, what else is happening? Anything else? Uh, we, oh yeah, like two weeks after that, or is it a week after that? We're going to be out at C2E2. An elegant weapon, once again, returning to Chicago to check out C2E2 and uh, do a bunch of podcasts over there. So it's going to be good times. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and please enjoy my conversations with Miss Casey Pierce, Mr. Ming Chen, and Mr. Chris Brown at Astronomicon 2, 2000. Here we are at Astronomicon 2019. Yes, sir. She is the author of Pieces of Madness. She is the author of Nora. She is the author of the upcoming Cirrus from Source Point Press. She is Miss Casey Pierce. Hello, Jason Clark. How are we doing? We're doing excellent. This is uh, the second year for Astronomicon, and, you know... It's crazy because, uh, you know, fans just come from around the nation, Twisted fans, and they're just so loyal and dedicated. Um, they're also a very genuine crowd. They're very kind and giving and appreciative, and uh, it's been a great time. I am blown away by the hospitality and the kindness at this place. Like, yeah, everyone from the, from the guests to the volunteers, the people running the show have been so kind, so welcoming, yeah. so overly courteous. It's and been unbelievable. They, and they support independent artists too, which is what I like. This is one of the most interactive cons I've ever experienced as far as feeling connected to the people running it. Yeah. You know what There's I mean? There's a family vibe going on. A family you didn't know you were a part of, but now you are. And I, uh, I don't know if I've ever been to a con with this much of a party vibe. Like, everybody's just ready to have a good time. Like, yeah. not like, woohoo, wasted like good time, but... Everybody's just in the best mood constantly. Right, they're all on the same wavelength. Like we're all here to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, how's business? It's been great. You know, we have the license to the uh, Twisted comic book Haunted High on. Absolutely. Um, written by Mr. Dirk Manning, uh, who also writes, of course, Tales of Mystery, Nightmare World, and uh, I know Jamie from Twisted did one of the covers. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's been selling like hotcakes. Yeah, he was very excited about that. Yeah, yeah, it, looks, yeah. it looks sweet. It's, he was it's... flipping out at the panel yesterday. He's like, I drew a fucking comic book cover. <laughs> it, it is cool. cool. It's, it's a niche thing. And uh, um, so we've been doing a lot of haunted high ons. Um, and this is a very um, horror centric crowd. Very horror centric. So we're in the right place. And the only real comic books here are Source Point Press <laughs> and a few other kind of guests, maybe two or three. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not a comic book heavy show, but people are buying what's here, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and we've we've got some uh, strong celebrities too, like cool celebrities, you know, like D. Schneider's here, yeah. Linda Blair, yeah, a lot uh, of the horror, Kane, Kane Hodder, and uh, oh, what's his name? What's the Crypt Keeper's name? John Casier, uh, oh John Casier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's been having fun because he's been on the mic all weekend. So yeah. the Crypt Keeper keeps hosting the weekend, which is super cool. And it's really neat that. Twisted's throwing this and kind of hosting this because then you get a concert. You get like a lip sync karaoke yeah. battle last night and it's just the whole thing. And this is one of those cool shows where the hotel is built into the floor. Right. So people can literally go upstairs if they need to or just yeah. come downstairs in the morning and, and you're at a con. It's safe. I hate to yeah. sound like the old lady, but I'm like, that's really important. You know, like if you want, you can party in a safe atmosphere. If you got to go pass out, you can do it in the comfort of your own hotel room. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. So. so here's where we're at. Nora. Hugely successful Nora series. If anybody's unfamiliar, Casey's series Nora, it's about a coma fisher. Uh, Nora is able to go into people's comas, help them cross over, help them come back. Uh, and it's a very cool twisted uh, story with lots of twists and turns involving the CIA and government experiment and yeah. all this kind of crazy stuff. Uh, people have really taken it to it. Uh, forgive me, kids. It's my birthday. I'm a little off from last night, <laughs> so I'm not talking quite as clearly as usual. 
but uh, we're on to the trade. Yes, yes, yes. The trade will uh, be released sometime, uh, I feel like towards the end of July. Um, so we're looking at, I, I was talking to um, some uh, some illustrators. Actually, I had my eye on um, what's, um, Greg Ciccini, who does the low comic. Not familiar. And uh, he's he's excellent uh, sci-fi illustrator. Um, I've been sending my emails, but I was <laughs> hoping that he would uh, do the cover. But if not, I think we're going to do something like, you know, hardcover, matte, but embossed. Nice. Um, it's it's going to look sharp. It's going to yeah. really be sharp. And um, in January 2020. Okay. Uh, volume two. Volume two with Miss Kelly, yeah, Kelly O'Hara. That's exciting. And she came over the other night to show us pages. And I'm telling you right now, then this is very genuine. This is unlike anything anyone has ever seen. Oh, really? Yes, because nice. she, I mean, her roots are in manga, but um, it is very Blade Runner. Okay. Very cinematically That's Blade different. Runner. I mean, it's just, it's well, mind Well, everybody's crazy excited to see Kelly's uh, first endeavor into the sequential world, right? So right, right. It's, take, it's, take acid and watch Blade Runner. That's going to be normal. Really? Too. That's yes. fucking exciting, Yes, man. I am so excited for this. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a 50-50 because, A, she's going into it having not done sequential, so I'm sure there's a learning curve, but I'm sure there's part of that that also works to your advantage. That oh, she can be unique and different. And well, that's what Travis was saying, too, was that, because um, she goes, I, I didn't know what I was doing, like, uh, or I don't know how it's supposed to look. He goes, that works to your advantage. That's actually good because you're not doing what right. everybody else is doing. Yeah. And I told Kelly all the time, like, she was really nervous starting out, and I'm like, you have to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. You really do, because this has to stand out in a lineup. Yeah. And, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah she just went for it, eh? Oh, God, <laughs> Dove yeah. right in. That's it's, it's awesome. Mind blowing. That's mind great blowing. to hear. I, I'm really excited to see what she does with everything, man. And to see where the story continues to go, you know? It's, uh, yeah. We're, it's we're looking at cool. three volumes, so this will be volume two coming up. Right on. Now, Cirrus. Yes. Talk about Cirrus. This is exciting. Yeah, Cirrus, um, that came about when I wasn't having fun writing anymore, and it just felt like a job. So I'm like, I just want to have some fun. I want a fun series. I want self-contained stories. And at first, I had pitched Cirrus to Heavy Metal, and because uh, I wanted to do a Heavy Metal-esque oh, yeah? type story. And, um, and that kind of gave me the runaround. So I gave it to, you know, tried and true Source Point, who took really good care of it, as mm -hmm. always. Yeah. Um, and Cirrus is Norse, Norse mythology meets the craft in the style of heavy metal. So it's Viking witches kicking ass on the southern shores of Iceland. And um, there's four self-contained stories and uh, very gore, macabre, and lots of fantasy. And we're using Norse mythology, but we're also incorporating new mythology. Okay. Um, so uh, it's it's been a lot of That's fun. That's interesting, man. Yeah. I can't wait to read this. This yeah. is going to be super exciting. JJ Cott illustrates it. JJ Cott. Yes. Yes. He um, he his like I said, his work stands out in a lineup as well. You know, Jay doesn't get enough credit for the work he does because a lot of it isn't on the forefront. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like uh, a lot of people don't realize uh, Jay's flatting for Jay Fosgate. Yeah. On Bodhi yeah. Troll, he's uh, he actually helps flat Bodhi Troll and mm -hmm. uh, you know stuff like that. So he, he's you know, like a behind the scenes kind of guy. Well, it's almost, exciting that this is going to be like all Jay kind of thing, right? I know yeah, because I I'm of the mind where I'm like I want to scoop him up before anybody else does. Right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, because yeah. I know he's that guy that you know is on the cusp. Oh you yeah. Just know it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's so much of that around that you got to hold on to it when you can. You know, dibs. Right. Placing exactly. these people exactly. in, in a state mine. of eternal dibs, right? Put him in my pocket, and that's it. <laughs> awesome. Now, often when discussing books, certain uh, involvement in the books doesn't always come up in these podcast interviews, but being a little biased uh, and from Toronto, I'm going to mention the editor. Because yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't bring up the editors, but your editor on this book is a very fast-rising, up-and-coming editor in the land of Toronto, yes. Miss Allison O'Toole. So very, very exciting that this is going down. Yeah, she, um, her anthology, Wayward Sisters, is mm -hmm. a... Is a all-female monster anthology right. um, that I had picked up when I was at Toronto Comic-Con and we had a chance to, because we knew of each other, but we had a chance to actually meet. Well, when that came out, when I saw, I knew they were going to do Wayward Sisters and when I heard about it, uh, I immediately thought of you because I was like, a Monster Stories by 
monstrous women? Like, yeah, right. yeah. this can't be done without My Casey. Unfortunately, you were crazy busy at the time. Right. But uh, either way, that led to this connection, thank God, between you and Allison. Yeah. And now she gets to just solely work with you on this, right? Right. Yeah, and yeah. She, I, I love the editing process. I love working with new editors. And um, she's no exception. Um, it, no, she's been absolutely fabulous. And when I work with editors, like... I don't know, like, it, it changes your voice a little, like, the way you deliver a story. Absolutely. And um, you're going to tell that this has a lot of Allison to it. Um, but, no, she's been an absolute joy, and I look forward to working with her more often, you know, in the future. She's incredibly professional. She yeah. takes this. So we will oh. have Dee Snyder doing, Snyder doing some photo ops. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Yeah, she, uh, she's no nonsense. She takes this comic book making very seriously. You that's, know? A, that's a good way of putting it. She yeah. is no nonsense. She's yeah. no nonsense in editing, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm which sure is what she like. straight up just tells you. Yeah, you straight know. no chaser. Yeah. Um, she's great. She's great at what she does. And That's there's no, awesome. I mean, professional, sweet, great at what she does. There's nothing more I can say. Well, I, mean, I really appreciate the fact that SourcePoint is, uh, you know, supporting this and supporting her kind of joining the team because this just gets her name out there even more. Right. You know, internationally. And that's a lot of the things that is cool about SourcePoint, having embraced Canada and having embraced our creators so much is, you know, this source point is quickly becoming the doorway to America for, you know, independent Canadian artists. Oh, absolutely. Right? Because there's never really been a crossover. It's like Canadian artists would come up and work with certain, you know, Canadian publishing companies because that's what was there. And we've got a little bit of a weird, uh, fearful thing about crossing the border. A lot of creators are really scared of the hassle and the logistics that go into doing oh, an like American show. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, okay, so he drives me nuts because I'm like, you're not, I mean, he, they have such great titles. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you doing C2E2? Oh, I'm yeah. not coming to the States. Yeah. So They're my whole thing is, so you're going to make money at the same five shows? Dude, this stuff needs to be seen everywhere. Yes, absolutely. Everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, I like Toronto Comic Con. I like the shows they have it there, you know, comic book syndicate, whatever. But I'm like, you got to branch out, bro. You have to. I'm you constantly get encouraging this, people. Get some of this American yeah. money. Well, hey, uh, you know, uh, I took uh, Sean Daly and Shay Han down to do our show in Philly. And they killed it. Yeah. They killed it at that show. They did absolutely Rightfully so. They're, they're phenomenal. You know? And Motor City last year, we brought Shay and Anthony Rutgazer out from Toronto. And uh, it was great times, you know. So we just got to continue uniting the clans. Yeah, unite you know. the clans. And yeah. I yeah. am a part of Cauldron. Cauldron. We cannot not talk about Cauldron, yeah. of course. It, it is a uh, heavy metal-esque yes. um, magazine that when Shane had released the first one, I was angry with him because I said, I knew nothing about this. I was not invited to this party. <laughs> yeah. So now I am involved in volume two, which uh, just uh, has a Kickstarter going right now. Um, and I have a short prose in that. And then the next one after that, uh, I'm working with Casey Parsons. Yes. So it's, yes. Uh, yeah. That Te is incredibly exciting. Team yeah. KC is what yeah. we keep Casey calling it. Casey and Sam were on the last episode. So if anyone wants to go back and hear all about Cauldron, last episode was pretty much all about Cauldron. And Casey is one of those guys, too. One of those incredibly talented dudes who's going to pop. Like, you got to snatch that guy up. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. he's always been a fine artist, right? Yeah, he's a painter, yeah, definitely. So, so if you're into Nora, if you're into The Rot, um, anything heavy and atmospheric, yeah. Casey Parsons is your cat, man. Yeah, he's like a shaded Bernie Wrightson, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's, I, it's, it's, it's like a lighter touch, but he loves that darkness, you know? And yeah. It's, uh, and his portrait work is phenomenal. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, because he did the first cover for yeah, Cauldron. Yeah, he did the first one. Adam Gorham, mm -hmm. uh, you know, of New Mutants, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's doing the cover for Volume 2, which is crazy cool. And the Kickstarter exploded, fully funded in eight hours. Mm -hmm. And I think it would have been half that time, but Shane, for some reason, dropped it at, like, five or six in the morning or something ridiculous. Shane does a lot of things that I raise an eyebrow well, to. Well, Shane, uh, Shane's got whacked out hours because of his job. That like, is Because he works in the restaurant industry. Yeah, yeah. So often he doesn't get home from work till like three, four in like the morning. I just like to give him right? shit. Well, you, you guys that. love to give each other shit. And I think it's a beautiful relationship <laughs> that's blossomed. Uh, but no, Shane's, Shane's fantastic. He's yeah. great stuff. Yeah, they're good people. Yeah. So, you know, and there's lots of hope. And the cool thing about Cauldron is it's a, it's a passion project for a group of friends. 
Yeah. You know, and it, and it's going to stay that way. They're only going to be bringing in people who fit that mold, right? And it came at a great time for me because it's very, you know, with the Viking horror series that yeah. I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. there's a perfect marriage here. There's not, I mean, that's why I'm like, dude, you should have yeah. had me on this track. Like, how you're can I get involved? so much shit on your table next year. Yeah, like I'm you're excited. Gonna, your single table is gonna be fucking rocking, man. Right, because yeah, I'm yeah. I'm kind of in limbo right now because I'm waiting for Mashika right, to be right. released at C2E2, right, which right. Uh, that's an indigenous sci-fi that John Merrickin and I have been working on for like for the past time. five years. Yeah, a long time. So it's finally getting released. Um, yeah, yeah. And then of course Sirius. So um, in terms of the beginning of the year, it's gonna be a little slow for me, but that's fine because it was so quick. Yeah, yeah. You know, but once October hits and on, because we got Sirius hitting stores, then Nora Volume Two, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna pop. It's gonna pop like crazy. Right. Goddamn popcorn, popity pop pop. <laughs> so the next time I am going to see your lovely face will be in Chicago. Chicago. At C two E two happening there at the end of March. It's a week after uh, Toronto Comic Con, and it's gonna be good times. I think we're gonna have fun, Casey. Yes. Yeah, yes. C two E two is. Probably one of my, my most favorite shows. It's the largest show in the Midwest. Yep. Um, and uh, I think they do a really good job of highlighting uh, celebrities and independent artists equally. Yeah. You know, the they setup the, is really nice. They have nice. the nicest artist alley I've ever seen. Yes. It's, it's Absolutely. huge. Absolutely. Easy to navigate. Roomy, it's spacious. Right. It's really, really well laid out. So uh, there you go, kids. If you're in the Chicago or the Midwest area, get over to C2E2. Come meet Miss Casey Pierce. Pick up all of that wonderful material we just talked about that you have produced. Other than that, get online to where? Uh, you can find me at sourcepointpress.com. You can find me at facebook.com slash cosmiccasey, both with K's, uh, and on Twitter as well. Handle. Uh, follow this girl. She will inspire you because she is mighty, strong, and powerful. Casey, I love you. Uh, I love you too. Good times. That's, that's a true story. That is a true story, kids. I am here with the owner of Comics and More out of Michigan. He is uh, also the host of the BAM show. Indeed. He is Chris Brown. What's what's up, my friend? How you no, been? Not too much. How's your weekend been? Oh, man, it's going great. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, awesome to see you this weekend, too. It's been, it's been great time. to see you, dude. It's always fun to run <laughs> into you. The only place I've ever seen you is Motor City. Ah, uh, yes. So this is the first time outside of Motor City that we're hanging out. So this is the first time you've been to this show. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was here last year. This show was fantastic. Yeah, well, if it was, if this year is any fucking inclination, it must have been a super party. Well, it was in the middle of a blizzard last year. So that Was the, it that bad? It was insane. And people still and came people out. And people still showed up. So this year that the weather held for us and was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. Made it way easier and it's been a great crowd. And yeah, so yeah, business, business has been and good too. And I'd also like to point out, happy birthday, sir. Oh, thank you very, We also, very it's a much. birthday celebration it weekend a for you. It is a birthday bash. It's been the perfect birthday bash too. Getting to spend it with everybody, my Source Point Press family and all the extended yeah, yeah. kids. Well, that's just it. It is a giant family here. Oh, like, God, yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. walk five feet without running into someone you, know, you call yeah. brother or sister. You yeah, know? Michigan's a special place. It really is, man. I mean, I first came out here, what, like six years ago or whatever, and for some reason my show hit big first in Michigan. That's no when kidding. people first started connecting with an elegant weapon. We are hungry for cool stuff here. Like, that's oh. the thing. <laughs> no, that's the thing. And so anything that's kind of cool and creative, like, that stuff thrives here in Michigan. You know, it's right. this blue-collar town, and it's cold, and we just love cool stuff. You know? Yeah, it's very punk rock. It's very grassroots, yes. you know. You know, it's... It's like super goal orientated. Like these people are shooting for the stars, but they so they do not forget people. where they are, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. And people will constantly help their friends and that thing. If one person breaks, like, oh, all right, I'll yeah, still help yeah, you. Yeah. Um, because I got to know like Drunk on Comics. Okay. And, you know, yep. Derek Becker now of Comic Pros and Cons. All those guys I got to know on Twitter and stuff. Oh, cool. You Derek's know? great. Yeah. So they were like, uh, we got this show, Motor City Comic Con. Why don't you come on out and hang out? Came out that first year, dude, and it was like I'd been coming forever. I couldn't believe how instantly connected I felt with so many people. Right, like I normally in. you go on a trip, maybe one or two, or see a friend you knew well online, then you finally meet them, and it's like you always knew each other. Yes. But this was like person after person after person. I'm just hitting it off with. I'm like, you're fucking awesome. You're fucking awesome. D like Detroit is just kind of that way. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a very 
quick to embrace you, right? Kind of deal. I mean, yeah. you don't don't turn on anybody here. No, you know, no, that's no, the no, thing. no, no, no. Yeah. As long as you know, it, it really is like a sort of a kind people, and you know, Detroit gets a bad rap or whatever. And no, granted, we're in Sterling Heights, we're a little outside of Detroit. But while some people think, oh, Detroit, little scary, whatever, dude, here everybody no. looks looks each other in the eye, yeah. says hello and smiles. You know, yeah. it is that kind of Midwestern right. mentality. Well, it's been especially surprising at this show because you know I've never been one for juggalo culture. It's just not me, my bag. Me neither. Right. I'm but not the target market. I have never been to a con that had this much of an interactive connection with the people running it. Like, you know, there are so many people here that you can go straight to talking to about whatever, and they are so courteous. Everybody has been so kind, as well as, like, just the attendees. I sure. can't believe the hospitality, the politeness at this show. Very accommodating, and like you said, with the juggalo culture, I'm not into it. Like, right. it's not something I'm familiar yeah. with. It's I not think something I just in. wasn't our bag, Correct. Right? I, you yeah. don't, I, you're not going to be aware of everything all the time. Like, it's sure. just impossible. Right. But there is... Stereotypes exist for a reason. They are not the rule. That's why stereotypes can be dangerous. Right. And the juggalo culture has a stereotype total, around it. Total. And it's not the rule. It's not at all. Like, the people here are very accommodating, very friendly, very kind. Like, everyone, and especially if you tell them, you know, I'm, I'm not into it, I'm not a juggalo, they want to embrace you more. Right. Yeah, yeah. They want to make you understand because it's almost like... Uh, there's this uh, there's this identification between nerds and geeks and sure. juggalos that you know the nerds and geeks don't quite realize because these are all people who are on the outside. Yes. These are all the black sheep. These yes. are all the people who were never never felt understood by you and know society, and they have found a family in something. Yes. Right. Just like you and I, we have this con family that we travel across North yeah. America with, and you yes. know I have all these adventures. That's what it is for them. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's so cool. And again, like you were saying, I think a lot of there's so many people that come to this show from other states and just across right. the U.S. Oh, people have traveled far. Yes, they have. Yeah. And I think they a lot of them know each other too from the online stuff. You know, be it Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Sure, yeah. And it kind of expands. The same thing. It's it's their family. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, those of us who again maybe not into it, they want to bring us in. Totally. And they don't even care whether or not you're into the music or not. Just no come judgment. Come, yeah. Come be a part of the the, the totally. whole thing, and it's it's cool. Yeah. Twisted is also, uh, they're wonderful ambassadors for the culture and, you know, throwing this party. Yes. It, it gives it such a unique twist. But they're there. They've been on the floor pretty yeah. much all weekend, and throwing shows, hanging out with people, and being so with nice. Their fans. Yes, nicely. And, yes. like, they're happy to be here, you know? They're like, accessible, and that's yes. the thing. So yeah. while they certainly project this larger than life sort of thing, yeah. they're so accessible. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jamie came by the table yesterday and immediately stopped and was like, Chris, you know, you're. You're missing a bunch of stuff I was looking at. We've got a bunch of stuff I didn't see. What's going on? I was like, Jamie, stuff's moving fast. You better get over here. I was like, I'm going to be honest. I, I pretty much planned this whole show around what I was pretty sure I could sell to you and George. And uh, George being their manager. And he yeah. says, uh, uh, yeah, that was probably smart because I do want most of it. I said, I know you do. They bought a lot of stuff. I oh, saw sure. them all walking the floor. Sure. And they had they, a lot of prints. Jamie and... hasn't been over here yet, but he's like he keeps calling by and going, oh, I'm going to see you at the end of the show. Right, right. So I know he's yeah. going to be back through. Well, and... yeah, you know, maybe he's smart enough to know that the end of the show is when you do your shopping if you're here all weekend. Absolutely. Because y'all don't want to bring all this crap back with you. Correct. You know, speaking of all this crap, uh, you know, I've known of comics and more, uh, haven't had the pleasure of being there yet, had no idea that you also sold such vintage stock. Absolutely. Right? That's the more, right? right? So, I mean, okay. Everyone always says comics and more, what's the more? Usually sure, it's my but sarcasm. Most shops, are, most shops <laughs> are more, well, your sarcasm is welcome. That kind of more <laughs> is just an added bonus. Cherry on top, if you will. But you know, most shops nowadays, it's not just comics, tons of collectibles, sure. but all new stuff you've right. got you've got mad retro vintage going on here. so much stuff and a lot of people yeah. have been coming by all weekend saying man i was hoping someone was going to have cool 70s stuff and yeah. you do yeah it's awesome like, dude i got stuff from the 70s through like the dude, 90s the I mean, stuff dude you have a fucking hanna-barbera yogi bear fucking tv tray i have two of them there's another one behind you on the other side oh that's beautiful man yeah doing good man how you doing you're gonna take Mike. Which oh, one? See, we're making a sale right as we were. Oh, what are we the, passing here? We're. Uh, yeah, we're selling a Michael Jackson vintage beat it action local, figure, uh, fully posable, authentic stage outfit, glittering magic glove, microphone and posing stand included. It's a nice score, man. Making money, 45, 50, making money. Thanks, Chris Brown Enjoy is making money. 
He's yeah. making money. Get that and man up. This is the, bag. the beauty of uh, doing the pod. We get to interact and do uh, the sales all at the same time. Dude, here. yeah. This is, it's, well, this has always been the niche of my show, right? Yeah, see, we're in the trenches, kids. You I'm know what I mean? Moment. Looks like I need a bigger boat. <laughs> this ain't polish. We don't need no polish. We don't need no shine. There we're here in the dirt, man. in the muck. I almost you know, left all my badges this morning. Where, and I, was, I went through the whole, we don't need no stinking badges, but I did. <laughs> I did need my stinking badges. Uh, awesome. That's actually always been my like philosophy on the show, man. And uh, we're down in the trenches. You know uh, what sure. I mean? Yeah. Everybody likes to sound polished and professional in podcasts nowadays. Because you know how it exploded so much in the past yes. 10 years, right? Like, I've been doing the show for almost eight years. Everybody thinks they're yeah. doing radio. Yeah. Even back well, then, I knew it was what it was. Yeah. yeah but now everybody's... You know, YouTube and all these shows. Right. And, 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 and there's guys that try to do that whole professional thing. And again, while I have a face for radio, right. this is not radio. Um, Meanwhile, you have a Facebook show. I, we have a Facebook show. But you're we, the same way. You guys are just hanging out, doing that for we, fun, talking so pop culture. Every, every Sunday when we, we get the show going, essentially uh, Terrell, our producer, will send out a, a quick uh, you know, uh, thing of what we're going to be talking about that day. A little itinerary. Right. And he usually sends it out a few days uh, ahead of time. And the big joke about me is I show up on Sunday mornings, I clap my hands and go, well, what are we doing today? <laughs> Chris, we sent you the itinerary three days ago. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I wasn't going to think about it till now anyway. So nice. just tell me what it is and we'll go. We got yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I've been treating this show for three episodes. You guys got any episodes. questions? You can certainly ask me while we're podcasting. Joe can also help you over there. But again, we so we're not quite Seinfeld, a show about nothing, but we're just rapping and we can certainly help you at the same time. <laughs> nice. Um, I think that's what people enjoy, though, is kind of the random shenanigans. They, it they, is, yeah, yeah. You could do a polished show, and again, they could sit there and listen to radio, mm -hmm. but they feel more like you're talking about that grassroots, low-level thing where yeah. they feel like they're in the room with us kind of having a conversation. It's right. more friendly that's versus... That's I, why I've always went that route. I'm not an interviewer. I, I, don't, okay. I, I can't sit down and come up with questions. The best interviews right? are conversational. Right. Anyway. When I have my guests on, I usually know very little about them, and that's okay. how I find out about them, right? Okay. You know, very rarely. There have been times where I, I've had guests where I know i got to have some things prepared, you know? Sure. Like, uh, a great example is uh, John Ostrander. Oh, sure. Right? And, you know, I'm a big fan of Ostrander. Right so on. That one, I was so I was nervous enough. The Spectre stuff that or I, the Star Wars Legacy thing he did. The Star Wars man. That it, was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And Mar his Martian Manhunter okay. stuff, right? Big fan. Uh, even uh, Suicide Squad, right, right on. Like awesome shit. And I was nervous, which I knew might catch me. I might have a few too many ums and ahs while I thought of the next thing to say. Sure. So I did make some bullet points in case I blanked right. out I could go to that. But otherwise, you know. But I love watching you and Rachel because right you on. guys are just chilling, hanging yeah, out. Yeah, and know? we have fun. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, uh, we had never actually met before we started doing the show. Really? We we were we're not like friends for 20 years, which it looks like on I that show. I totally assumed you were. Um, I assume everybody in Michigan's to, known each other for 50 right? years. Yeah, Ter yeah. Terrell was looking for new co-hosts because the co-host he had uh, had bowed out. It wasn't working. And we kind of revamped the whole show when it came around because Terrell posts on Facebook, I'm looking for new co-hosts for, for BAM. And I sent him a private message that said, you know, you could have just asked. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, dude, you're so busy. I didn't think. I was like, come on, let's do this. Yeah. So he says, well, you're going to be doing this uh, uh, with Rachel. And I said, okay, that, that sounds really cool. And I just assumed they were old friends. We met. They were fine. I, again, looked at them and said, I don't do scripts. Right. You tell me what the topic is, and I've right. got it. I don't do scripts. Right. And she was like, uh, we're not doing scripts. Uh-oh. And I was like, no, no. I got it. So the first, <laughs> the first couple of weeks... We would talk before the show, and Terrell would say, "No, no, I don't. This is good stuff. I don't need to waste it." And I said, "No, no, she needs it." Yeah, yeah, She's, get it going. Because I didn't know she'd never done this. She'd never done this before. No, yeah, it was all new. And, to her. and, yeah, and yeah. she, I think, is really fantastic. And she's, she's great, man. You could yeah. not tell that she's never done this before, nor right. that we are not ages old friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That totally comes across that way. And, man. and you yeah. know, when you were talking about kind of trying to do the interview stuff. Um, there was, uh, and I just hit an um, sorry about that. So there was, I, I just, unfortunately, I'm a, 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 a horrible American that, that, that speaks in bad, uh, bad Don't terms worry, I that I got way. plenty of ums. So the weeks, or literally the day before Bird Box dropped on Netflix, uh, Josh Mallerman, the author of the original right. novel, is a yeah. good friend of mine. He's local, yes. He's local. I've yeah. known, he wrote a, a short film for me yeah. a few Dirk, years ago. Uh, Dirk Manning and I were talking about him last night. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dirk. Yeah. Dirk read the book because I made him read Bird Box. He told years me ago, this story last night, and man. he yeah. fanboys out and was like, "I know Chris yeah. Brown. Can we all go out to dinner?" Yeah. So when uh, when I interviewed Josh, 
we were old friends, but it was still, I know all of these things. I know all the answers to the questions I'm asking him. Yeah. But still had to get there and make conversation, at least my co-host, because this was on the Comics and More Show podcast, at least uh, my other two co-hosts, had they didn't know him at all. Right. So they were adding in all the stuff they didn't know, and then we yeah. went and took a smoke break real quick, and I'm like, all right. Today they had uh, announced that he's writing a few episodes to the Creep Show reboot. Oh, cool. And we were outside having a smoke, and I said... You're still not allowed to talk about that yet, are you? He's like, no. No. But we can. Yeah. I was like, wait, which which is it? Yeah. But we can. Okay. And we will. Yeah. And, and we did. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. He said, it's not going to get me in any trouble. And, right, I, right. and I laughed. I said, to be fair, no one's listening to this show anyway. <laughs> There's somebody out there. I assure you. Um, tell me a bit about the history of the shop, the origin story. So the origin story story is uh, Comics and War at 28059 John Road, Madison Heights, Michigan. Opened in December of 1991. Wow. I was a kid coming in there. 91, I was only 15. Right. Um, I started going in there. And then by December of 1992, literally December 26, 1992, the previous owner hired me. And I spent the day after Christmas bagging and boarding Max Comics in the back room. What? And then graduated from high school, went away to college, went to Michigan State, and uh, I would always still shop in the same place, and I would right. come back. And, What'd you go for? Uh, I have an advertising degree. Oh, right on. So, which yeah. is kind of an advertising degree with a minor in film. Sure. So, I had done that for a few years, and then by about nine years, I uh, was working in advertising, and the owner came to me one day in early 2007 and said, I can't do this anymore, and uh, I have a couple of options. I can close the store or sell it to you. Said okay, so he you know made me a real and what year was gave this? it to me. This was in early 2007. Okay, so about your but like mid 20s. So yeah. in 2007, I would have been if I was born in 76. Was that maybe 31? Yeah, I think you got it close enough. But Is that yeah, right? You're Something not a like young that? kid taking over. A no, shop, no, I mean, yeah, no, yeah. certainly not. Yeah. So yeah, and then I kind of did what I did. We were a really small shop at the time, and eventually my neighbor wanted out, and so I took over her lease and blew out a wall, okay, and became a nice. second, uh, second kind of have second space there which made the store bigger yeah and then just started doing more in terms of having signings and i've had uh charles soul ryan brown and mike costa in there a couple nice. years in a row on christmas eve they came in no christmas eve. Manny, because they were all in town visiting family uh, i guess so That's so we did it in the yeah. afternoon yeah, yeah i've had voyager three has played in the store right i've on. had uh i've had um uh, oh what's his name uh, Wesley from Star Trek The Next Generation. Really? Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton has been Will in the... Wheaton came in? Uh, he's, he's been in the shop. Uh, I, Adam Jones randomly came in the store. Wow. Guitar player from Tool. Just yeah, came yeah. in the shop once. That's crazy. It's We've had really, really cool stuff going on in there. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. That's fun, man. Yeah, um, Twisted did the big uh, big release for their Haunted High Ons when the first one came out. Right on. Because we did a... Dirk, of course, put in a good word for me. And we right. got a, an yeah, exclusive yeah. variant out of it. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. There's a shop in Mississauga, my city. It's called Gotham Central. All right. And it's uh, quickly, they just had their sixth or seventh birthday. Fairly new shop. All right. But uh, quickly has become like the premier shop in Mississauga, right? If you're and doing it right, that happens they, quick. They have this really nice shop and did the same thing. The people next door left, so they leased it, knocked the wall down, and made right this on. enormous shop. So now the second side, what they've done is... Part of it, like a quarter of it, they've turned into a candy store. Interesting. So it's all the candies we can't get in Canada from the States and oh, UK. cool, okay. All the crazy cereals, right? Because nice. believe it or not, we have very strict cereal rules. Really? Which, yeah. Well, you should because it's yeah. garbage here. Well, we can't, you can't put cereal boxes on the shelf that are like for kids, kind of like, you know, oh, okay. if a thing is full of sugar, you basically can't be like... Uh, they had to change names of stuff. Like, you can't have sugar in the name sort of thing, right? Well, it used to be uh, yeah. Super Golden Crisp here. It used to be called Sugar Crisp. Right, right. They So they do a lot of that. So we Sugar all Snacks that. became Honey yeah. Smacks. Yeah. They didn't change yeah. the you know formula. So they, they, they did all that. So a quarter of it is like a, a candy shop. So it's a candy comic shop. And then in the back part is now they've started doing shows. Cool. So he has sketch battles or signings or, you That's know, awesome. on, on all the special days. And we have a blast with that, man. It's, I oh, do I a bet. podcast from there. Yeah, it's it's super cool when things grow like that, you know? I love Absolutely. To see it. Yeah, and yeah. when it's going well, that's what happens. Yeah, because there's an interesting thing. See, in Toronto right now, uh, the rent is so expensive. It's okay. getting out of control. And there are a lot of classic, classic comic shops uh, for decades old in Toronto, you know, like uh, The Beguiling, sure. Silver Snail. Right. Right. A lot of these shops have had a uh, hairy tarantula. A lot of these shops recently have had to move because they cannot afford their rent. Wow. So they have, you know, pushed to different areas. 
and it's, they're still really struggling, right? Okay. So there's been this weird transition to where you used to go downtown for the cool comic shops, right? And now they've all started popping up in the burps. All right. So you've got a bunch of these suburban shops that are killing it, that are doing incredibly right well as the big old Toronto shops are dying off. So there's a big overturn right now. Okay. And it's a very interesting time because you hate to see these old shops. Because they've been around forever, oh, so either yeah, they move they're or... They're institutions, you know yeah. what I mean? So... When, when you say the rent is the rent is too high, it reminds me in 2012 during our, our American election cycle, there was a candidate out of New York who started a third party, and the third party was it was the rent is too damn high party, <laughs> and that was literally his whole thing. Look that up. The rent is too damn high, and he nice. What are you running on? What's your platform? The rent is too damn high. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. And that's, that's pretty all much all he had yeah, to say yeah. was the rent is too damn high. Nice. My shop is a little shop in Clarkson in Mississauga called Altered States. All right. It's two brothers, Dave and Doug Kerr. They opened this shop. 30 years ago, when they were, I think, 21, okay. 22. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Doing awesome. I brought these two. Oh, right. Steve is, if you were, he's like almost equal to where I am, about three rows over. Okay. They have that giant banner. You cannot miss All them. Right. Yeah, please come back. So there was uh, Jill Green, Steve Green's wife from Voyager Three. Okay, I yeah. See. So right. and we've been talking about Voyager Three. Yes, so that's lovely. that was his wife coming lovely. to visit. I have to go over and meet Steve and stuff. He did the lay down uh, backtrack for my story that I read for Dirk's Kickstarter. Oh, beautiful! Right, right. So this shop. See I, how we're all connected. That's yes, hard. yes. So this shop I go to, Altered States, about about thirty years. Right. I've been going there since I was like 12, 13. But this is the most stereotypical perfect cliched comic shop All that's right. left around. Yeah, they've added some toys in their toy section. You know, you, you had to change. Sure. But no, these are two brothers who just, their encyclopedic knowledge of comics is off the charts and no flash. Like, if okay. you ask for a signing, they're like, sure, and you can go do a signing. But they don't arrange or party. Okay. They don't, you know, they don't, uh, like, No bells and whistles. No bells and comics. whistles. Comics. Just old comics. Trades right. on the shelf, and that's you go in there at any time, and it's nerd talk about comics, not the industry or the movies okay. or any of that. It's about the fucking. Oh comics, wow! Right? right on. And it's an amazing experience. I love my shop because it's so just old school. And that's perfect. awesome. These guys are great, right? So uh, it, yeah, it's a special thing to have that around still, and yeah, they're absolutely. flourishing too. But good for them. They've taught me that the trick is—I'm sure you can back this up—is knowing your clientele in every way because it's about ordering, right? A lot of the screw-ups and the imbalance comes from what to order, ordering too much, you know, yep, ordering absolutely. things that don't sell. They've got their ordering down to like a T, right? Yep. You know, so you know, would you would, agree? That's absolutely. You yeah, have to know yeah. your clientele, and for me, I also carry the back issues. I have the bells and whistles, right, right. But I also know my customers and which bells and whistles to, you know, ding and blow kind right, of thing. You right, know? right. Like I had a kid. I had a, an All Flash Twenty Two come in from the forties. Wow. Uh, it was beautiful. It was right. an awesome, awesome book. I knew who was gonna buy it. Yeah. I put a price sticker on it. I put it on my wall, and then I waited for the kid to come in. <laughs> and he came in about a week later than I suspected, because I suspected it was just gonna go into the universe and he was gonna walk in that afternoon, which right. he often does. Right. And he wandered in about a week later, and I said, "Man, you're a week late." He says, "I am." I said, "Well, I guess you'd only be late if I'd already sold it, but it, it, it's right here." <laughs> yeah. And I take it off the wall and I slap it in front of him, and he says, "Uh." All right. <laughs> and then he just kind of looks at me. And usually he would wander around and figure things out. And this kid, I, I suspect he's in his early 20s. Just okay. from sort of his demeanor. And, and he looks young and whatever. Real right, young right. kid. Real, real nice. Right. But he didn't know what to do. He, he suddenly had this, like, state of panic where he was just standing at the counter, staring at the book. He, like, he literally just bought, like, a holy grail for himself. And right. so he didn't know what to do. He didn't. He just stood there and was kind of, like, motioning back and forth <laughs> and not knowing what to do. And then he's okay. I'm gonna go. And he just and he left. It yeah. was it was the weirdest he was thing. In I, shock. I, I broke him. <laughs> yeah. Like I think awesome. he was broken, and awesome. he just didn't know what to do. The yeah, poor yeah. kid. Okay, as the comic shop owner, I'm gonna give you a little nightmare. Uh oh. Okay, but the nightmare turns out okay. Altered States has been in three or four different locations on the same block. All right. Okay, and just for different reasons, things okay. have moved, but they're literally like the same block, right? So they hopped around a little. And one of the, lo the locations. Next door to the location was a Rubicon restaurant. Okay. okay. So, and this is like out of a fucking movie. Somebody pulls some arson and blows up the restaurant. 
okay, sets the ovens on fire. The ovens exploded so badly they went through the front doors, like out onto like Lakeshore Road, like the street, right? So place catches on fire. The one main wall that's connected to the comic shop wall, guess what wall that is? That's the classic comic wall. Oh. That week happened to be the week. Yeah, guys, I think it's about time we rebag and boarded all the back issues. So oh, wow. a huge amount of back issues are sitting in piles without their bags and boards in the process of getting reboarded, right? So smoke damage. The place doesn't actually catch on fire, but the smoke damage is enough to lose 200,000 comic books. Oh, good lord. Gone. Blackened smoke damage. Fucking oh, God. gone, right? So, luckily, smartly, these boys have insurance. Yes. Right? So, totally covered. They, right on. They reopened the shop just down the street. New location. Had had to wait a while to build up the back issues again. Sure. I think they bought like four collections to start off. Sure. Just get it Use going some of the again. insurance money to you get know, it back right? where you need to be. So the first day I'm in there and I'm talking, I'm like, shop looks great, guys, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, we almost didn't open it. And I was like, why? And they were like, we did not need to. And I was like, the insurance? And they were like, dude, we had an amazing fantasy. And I was oh, like, are you wow. fucking kidding? And they're like, yeah, dude, we don't ever need to open this shop again we could just go fucking canoe the amazon for the rest of our lives wow. if we wanted yeah comic shop owners insure your fucking yes. shit yeah insure your shit right? absolutely but no they opened her right back up again they don't know for nothing love. but comics yeah. right they've been comic shop owners since they were like fucking 20 what the fuck right. else are they gonna what do? else are you gonna do right right yeah so it's a little nightmare story that ended up okay <laughs> it's a better, yeah, yep, because yep. they were insured but too at least it ended up okay for them the yeah. books are still a tragedy yeah it is a tragedy man and they and he said like like i they and just I guess that's interesting advice for comic owners too don't put your shop next to anything that could catch fire. True, right? Yeah, because you, you know you don't really think of it. Because like a restaurant, a restaurant, that's literally something. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's especially a, for like a Greek restaurant. Absolutely. I mean, they're know? just setting cheese on yeah. fire over there. <laughs> now, Opa! Like, now right, I think they're careful. next. They're next to a sports store now, so I think they're pretty. They safe. should be okay. You know, hockey sticks aren't going to be too much of a problem. No, no, that should be on ice anyway. <laughs> there you go. Right, right, right. So in hockey, did you meet Darren McCarty at all? I didn't uh, meet him, but yesterday. I heard he was here, and uh, <laughs> that's very exciting. Dominic. Over hey, there. absolutely. I'm doing hey, some, doing some hey, podcasts hey, on hey, uh, hey, Elegant hey, Weapon hey. over here. Woohoo! Hell yeah. <laughs> Podcasting but, is awesome. As, as we were talking about all the people at this show that sort of embrace you and bring you in, Chris and Sarah totally did that with me. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, last year became good friends with them and just awesome, awesome people. And yeah. such a cool show. Great, great people at this show. I loved it. I've had an amazing experience here. It's been a hell of a weekend. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. The blood, that was amazing. That's my birthday blunt. I took my birthday picture blunt. Thank you so much, guys. It was such again, perfect. You, and thank see, you for sneaking in back, again. too. Yeah, yeah. The circle is complete. Uh, <laughs> all right. Figure it out. Come grab us. Good to see you guys. Awesome. Oh, uh, that's super cool, Chris. Uh, everything's going well now. Yeah, right? oh, man. Yeah, yeah, everything's yeah. fantastic. That's Seeing everyone coming up and you know being friends, that's just the kind of show this is. It, 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 it's been great. I can't wait to come back next year. I'm going to bring the girly along with me, too. Oh, I know she'll have a blast at this thing. So I didn't know what to expect. You know, I'm going into a juggalo world, yeah. but I'm coming out happy as hell. Right. This, this is... This is a, it's, it's kind of a new evolution of the Comic-Con. It's a new idea, a new yes. way to look at yeah. it. You know it what I mean? It very much is. So I think it's going to catch a lot of attention. And as, evolve or know, die, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like the show at night, yeah. like everything just rolling into itself. And everybody here is staying at the hotel attached yeah. to the show. Well, and you met my fiance so, Kelly last night. Yes. Like yeah. that show we were at, that's not something we would typically do. We no. went there because we thought it was going to be karaoke. Right. And then here, all this was going on. It turns into this, you know, uh, Magic Ninja show. Yeah. Doing, doing their thing oh, dude, of their, their whole catalog. It. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool. Yeah, yeah. It was bumping, man. Yeah, absolutely. It was neat. Like, to, yeah. to, again, to, to experience things that you never see and yeah. don't know anything about. Yeah. That's really what life is. If you choose to just live inside your bubble, you're really not going to get anywhere. I'm just noticing that you have a fighting hellfish tattoo on yes, your I fucking do. arm. And the way I figure it is, when I'm old and wrinkly, the gimmick will still work. I totally. It totally will. Right? 
Chris, you're brilliant. You're brilliant. Uh, Chris, everybody, if you're in the Michigan area, get your asses over to comics and more. Please, at 28059 yeah, Downer Road. Support your LCSs. Please. And this is awesome. And also, I know it's an awesome shop without even having been there because you're there. And yeah, I you appreciate know, that. I'm sure it's lovely to come in there and see your beaming face. Happy to see all your wonderful customers, right? Uh, beaming. That's one way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, get on Facebook on Sundays and check out uh, Absolutely. The, check out the BAM, Bam show. show. Very cool. Chris. Jason, thank you so much for no problem. Me on, uh, man. Motor City Comic Con. We will see you there, brother. We'll see you there. Give me a little check, 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 check. M I N G C H E N. Turn those knobs on that H6, man. <laughs> Turn those knobs. Beautifully done. Love it. I love Ladies it. and gentlemen, returning to an elegant weapon once again, the mighty, the merciless, Mr. Ming Chen. What's up, everybody? Thank you for the warm welcome back. Astronomicon 2, 2019. Sterling Ice, Michigan, Wyndham Garden. It's, it's good to be back, man. This I'm not going to lie. This has been a party, man. Did really you do the show last year? I did the show last year. I, I, I Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to get into uh, either. Uh, when I, I was like, okay, there's a con in Michigan, which is great. Automatically, I'm in. Right. I, just, yeah. I, get a, I get a trip home. Well, you're, you're cool. a proud hometown boy, right? And then, uh, yeah, they're like, yeah. hey, it's being run by this band, Twisted. Like, have you ever heard of them? Like, I'm like, no, not really. It's not... Right. You know, yeah, I, like, I was never a juggalo. It wasn't my bag, yeah, right? I listened yeah. to classic rock and old school hip-hop. I looked him up and I was like, okay, uh, you know, they're protégés of Insane Clown Posse, I believe. Yeah. And broke up, did their own thing, grew their own audience. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it's amazing. And grew this whole kind of following. And I was like, these guys kind of sound like what Kevin did in the 90s with Clerks and all his movies. It kind of sounds like what Ming Chen's doing right <laughs> now, actually. Somewhat. Uh, Somewhat, yeah. Dude, tell me about Shared Universe. I haven't got to speak with you since <laughs> well, this whole thing so grew up. So obviously you love podcasting you and know you it. know how much fun it is and... Oh, you love to do it on a, on a weekly or daily basis. Hell yeah. And love, you love releasing episodes mm -hmm. and podcasting with other people. And it's how much you learn, how many cool people you meet through podcasting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, me and Mike had always been like, well, why don't we just open up a place yeah. where we can teach people how to podcast in old classes and stuff like that. And uh, coincidentally, at the same time we were thinking about this, we met a couple other nuts here in the Detroit <laughs> area yeah, yeah. in Royal Oakwood opened up a place called Podcast Detroit. They had it open for, when I met them, about a year. Right. And they invited me onto their podcast. I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, not overly complicated. At, nope. the, at the At the time, they had one studio and kind of like a chill-out area. But they had all these little elements that I that I thought were cool. They had, uh, they had uh, um, a kegerator, so you get beer on tap. Yeah, well, you know those um, boys they had do. celebrity <laughs> photos on the wall, including yep. ours. Yeah. And uh, I had a blast podcasting with them. I was like, wow, this could actually work yeah and i was like all right go work in detroit it's a major city yeah uh rents are typically a little uh, much cheaper here in the detroit area than new jersey right so i was like will this work in jersey and so i was kind of on the fence but one day we just went for it right right and it was a slow build uh you know we we opened same thing one studio threw all our pop culture stuff in there it looks great yeah. the studio looks fun and comfy made it a yeah. very yeah yeah welcoming yeah. environment yeah. made it very much us yeah and uh yeah you know first friends came in books book time at the studio then friends of friends and then there was that one day where we're like we don't know these people these are like nice they're not a friend these are real customers we're actually providing a service yeah we can't <laughs> screw this up and they came in they fell in love with it right and then you know they told their friends and then yeah, yeah. we started going to like networking groups and like breakfast and joining chambers of commerce and now it's like it's been a pretty good flood of business right so, so what is your home base like where are you located where do you call home right now uh i call red bank new jersey which is the same town the store is at right, right. okay yeah. but right. you know i always call michigan home man like no matter what yeah of course yeah. did spend... you design the logo i yeah, did yeah it's nice too where did shared universe come from uh mike mike came up with that um it's a two-fold meeting one uh in the comic books all the superheroes and villains share their universes Every so often in the comic book, so you have crossovers. Right you all have uh, you know Iron Man in an issue yeah. with uh, you know with with, with sure. Captain America, yeah, yeah, or you yeah. have a uh, you know you have a uh, Spider Man. Meets Hell, they've gone as far as to cross you know the DC and Marvel yep. universes, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Superman, you know? Spider Man yeah, crossover. I know that a was guy huge. right now who's working on Dark Claw yeah. cosplay for Toronto Comic Con yeah. next yeah. month, man. It's looking pretty yeah, it's rad. really it's yeah, really yeah. great. So that's uh, so cool, man. So I'm so then, happy to hear that there's enough to support. Yep. Doing this as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, we didn't know. We it was like, is it just us nuts podcasting? Like, <laughs> what, if I didn't know how to run a podcast, would I pay for a service? Right, like right. This, and if I did, what would I expect out of it? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I was kind of, I was able to kind of reverse engineer it. You know, we yeah. just kind of fell into this. 
I got into this because Kevin was like, hey, I want to start a podcast. Go research the gear. You got into this because Kevin had a whim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, he's like yeah. one of the greatest motivators on the planet because uh, working with Kevin, mm-hmm. like, hey, uh, you know, I want, I, I, I want to go to the moon, like find out how to do it. And right. like, I, you will. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, you did something also that is very in the Kevin Smith Van Lee vein is, you know, you're, you're on this fantastic television show for seven <laughs> years. Yeah. That is super fun. Right. And I'm going to super miss. Yeah. But it does go away. And you don't just rest on that or, you well, know, you, you go right into the next thing, right? Yeah, Let's yeah, do something else. It's hard right? to rest on that, yeah. yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Is, it, is it weird now, though? How's life after TV? Uh, I mean, I've been spending so much time, you know, trying to grow this business. I've been, I, I'm at the studio, like, almost 24-7 now. So, right, right. So, it's you know, I do miss the show, though. I miss being... Yeah. Who wouldn't miss being on TV, first yeah. of all? But I got to BS with my friends, and they put it on TV. Yeah. And we, we would shoot it all summer, so, you know, the yeah. same crew would come it's back. It's got to seem weird with the crew gone in the yeah, summer Yeah, I now. love the crew. Much it's quieter. I love the crew. We, yeah. we called it, like... You all got tight during yeah. the film. Yeah, was called, it, like, the same crew for yeah, seven years? Yeah, the same crew. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, and, you yeah. know, someone would... Yeah, you know, if you want to drop off and maybe have to do other projects or maybe something more lucrative. Right. But I, the way I heard it, like, if there was an opening, like... People would fight over working on a show because it was so much well, fun. Sure, of yeah. course, yeah, it yeah. must have been a blast. Yeah, Everybody they would, they would watch that show yeah. and be like, "This is a blast." Yeah, they would know? fight over it rather than uh, usually in the you know kind of the unscripted reality show world. Yeah, you're off like in the jungle or something, or right, you're with right. like Caddy Housewives <laughs> yeah, yeah, or crap like yeah, that. Something yeah. is not fun, but yeah. always it was fun like 24. So how's how did Walt take the whole thing? Because you know he wasn't a fan <laughs> of the beginning, and then he kind of adjusted to it yeah. and became. Okay. I think he's fine. He doesn't really seem to miss it no, all that yeah. much, and they they went off and did their own thing. They put their podcast on of course. Patreon, which is t- like doing yeah. extremely well. Yeah. So there's some uh, there's some crazy stuff going on right now as far as like the Smodcast streams and stuff. Yeah. Um, help me understand this. All the shows are gonna go under one feed. I something. Yeah, I don't. You're I, not uh, quite sure yourself. I'm not. Like, yeah, I kind of just worry about our own shows. We got one. I saw comics. Right. Um, some of the older podcasts are under. Uh, they're behind like a Stitcher paywall yeah, now. Yeah, because he was saying something last week about yeah. how everything. Like, so do I have to resubscribe to HBO? Yeah, then, I, I hope not. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it should be where how yeah. it is personally. So I but. had a very special thing happen this year. Okay. Uh, one of your ilk okay. made one of my dreams come true. How so? Uh, it's a, my 300th episode. Okay. Was a little bit ago. And I'm thinking to myself, thank you very much. I'm like, uh, thank you for having graced the 200th episode. Yes. And I'm like, uh, okay, I got to do something special. I got to, you know, it's 300. Just take a shot. Yeah. You know, it probably won't happen. This guy's super busy. But I sent Ralph Garman an email. Yeah. Just out of the blue. And I explained it. I was like, look, you know, uh, Mike and Ming, I've potted with him in the past, reaching my 300th episode. Any chance we could Skype quick. Yeah. Not expecting anything. Right. Next day, I get... Sure, let's do it. Yeah, and and, wow. and we he did it up. Yeah. right. So he called huh. in. We did like ten minutes. Yeah. He was so gracious, yeah. so kind. It was the day before his Super Bowl, like the Philly yep, one. Yep, that yep, was a yep. big deal. Yeah, for yeah, them, yeah. Right? And they won. So unbelievably yeah. gracious of him. So another part of this is uh, that's year, cool, man. Yeah, isn't that neat? Yeah. It's so nice. Uh, years ago, I, well, I've always been a fan of Ra- of Ralph and Rob Paulson yep, talking to yep, yep. So I, for the past six years, have been hitting those two guys up with a hashtag Garmy on talking tunes. Yeah, it's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> I always knew it would be Pod. Oh goal, yeah, yep. Right? And he's got they a great voice. They both respond voice. back. They're both like, yeah, I'll for yeah. it someday, right? I see them at Cons Motor City. They're yep. like, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. So finally, there's a little show called Forest City in London, back yeah. in Ontario. And they're going to be the two main guests. No way. So I'm like, okay, not only you got is this going to happen, I could get it done on yep. my show. Yep. Right? So I get a hold of both of them, and they're like, down, done. Yeah, Let's done. do it. I can't right? w- That's awesome. The next week, guess who pops up on the Ralph report? Rob Paulson. Holy crap. And I have an initial, you fuckers. Yeah. Because right? yeah, yeah, I had yeah. that dream. But then instantly yeah. I was like, what? That's what you want. You this got what you wanted, though, man. Wanted, you got right? what you wanted. You brought them together. Right, right. So I, I, Rob had to cancel the show, but then uh, I went to Forest City yeah. and I got to sit with Ralph. That's so and cool. And do like 20 yep. minutes. That's great. S- such a gracious, yeah. kind dude, you know? And I know all you guys are big fans, it's too. Michael right? family, man. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, you know, we're, if you need content, you need a. You want to pod? We will pod with you. Yeah, yeah. You Always. guys are the best for that. Always, you know? man. You, you inspire so many people to just know that they can keep doing it, right? And I don't know if a lot of people are still uh, familiar with your origin story, but I'll bet you're super happy you learned to make websites <laughs> when you did. Yeah, but it was, it was, uh, yeah, it, you know, I didn't, I didn't 
learned to make them specifically for any purpose other than that it was fun. I know, that's you what know? I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, thank God that was fun for you at the time. Because for anybody who doesn't know, the reason you met Kevin is because you had made a, a View Askew uh, yeah, website. Yeah, fan site. He yeah, saw Clerks it, so. fan site. He saw it. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, which like, anyone can do. You, you're yeah, pretty positive. You, that's right. You know, admire someone. You know, you create something for them. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Make them aware of it online, somehow, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Who knows? You may be able to get to meet them, or they'll you send you a know. thank you. Yeah. They might want the piece you created, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and everybody just take Kevin's advice. Like he, for years, was saying, just do it. Just yep. do it yourself. Yep. Just make pod. Yep. Anybody can make pod. Yep. So I fucking made pod, and here we are hanging out with Ming Chen and yeah, shit. <laughs> exactly at, at Astronomicon in yeah, Shanghai, yeah, Michigan. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, Motor City, you're gonna be there this year? I, I, it doesn't look likely. Aww. We were there in 2016, me and Mike. We had a great time. Yeah, yeah, we had yeah. a great crowd come out. Yeah. Uh, we were next to Leah Thompson, who couldn't have been oh, more sweet. nice. She was yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. So I would love to go back. Uh, you know, the, the con world is very competitive, and oh, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like if you do one, the other one, like, maybe Has may it not. added an interesting new dynamic to you and Mike's relationship doing all these cons and um, traveling around? It, uh, yeah, at, at first, you know, uh, like it was him and Brian that would come out with me, right. and we would do them together. And, uh, you know, usually after the show, they would go back to their hotel rooms and do whatever, and I would always go out and explore the town, like, always. Right, yeah. Go find great food, find a cool dive bar. Yeah, yeah. You're and, always uh, around hanging out with the people. And slowly but yeah. surely, uh, you know, Mike started coming with me on some of these adventures. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this weekend was crazy, though. He, Mike's, he's, you know, he's an older guy. He goes up usually in bed by 10 o'clock, but, man, <laughs> we were on Hamtramck till 2, two 3 in the morning, like, yeah. almost every night this week. So. Oh, that's nice. So yeah. it, was, it, was good, it was good to see him come out, yeah. meet some people, I you know, make Mike some new friends. I so much, man. Like, remember, he, tw my 25th episode, yeah. when I was getting, like, 20 yep. listeners yeah. a show, he's kind enough to come on, man, yep. and shoot the shit. Yep. Like, you know, that's just the mentality yep. of you guys. So just know, again, of course, we all appreciate it yeah. greatly. Uh, it's all over online, Shared Universe. Yep. You know, yeah, sharedUniverse.com. Yep. And you guys are always going live on your always Facebook live. page. Yep. you got all that set yep. up. Check so it out, yeah. Everybody should get on there, you check that see, out. Uh, come join the fun, man. It's yeah, a party. Yeah. Anything else going on? Do you want to shout out? Uh, that's pretty much it. I'm doing cons around the country as long as I can. All right. Uh, um, we still need to get your ass to Canada, sir. I'm, lo I'm working we on it. We need to get you up there, you know. Working we'll, on we'll, it. We'll talk. We need a return trip, yes. I know a few people, so. You know, we'll see what we can All do. Right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful merciless Mr. Ming Chen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. You're thinking that there's no reason and you've never seen my face. You're right. 100% I'm alive. There's no reason other than you have a house I wanted to try. So believing in something deep is a waste of our time.